darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Bit of a somber mood after losing game one of Origin. It was quite depressing. I was up and amped, had a bunch of multis going on, had Teddy as a last leg as well. That was disallowed. Look, it was really tough. It's really hard missing those first couple of games. First first game one, it hurts. Tom was at the game too, said it was sick. It was a sellout, but yeah, it really, it was a somber feeling waking up this morning. But we did do a podcast on the week uh, during the middle of the week too with Chris who joined us talking origin, but we're back to talking horse racing. This is our forte. This is what we like to do. So we're actually going to be covering Ramwick. We'll probably fly through a lot of Ramwick, but we're going to give Eagle Farm some love today uh, for the whole card. Pretty much a, a fair bit of love. Stradbroke Day, JJ Adkins, all that sort of gear. Um, if you're listening, do us a favor. Rate us on whatever app you're listening to, Spotify, Apple, five stars, a review. It helps heaps. Um, shouldn't take too long if you can do that. That would be awesome. Join the Facebook group. It's pretty much, uh, it'll be in description. Just search us. We'll be putting a lot more tips in. And I'm really excited for Nature Strip too. A couple of days away running into Ascot. But I welcome in the boys. Go to you, Tom. How are you? Yeah, mate. As I said, um, went to the footy last night. It was great. Great having going to a crowd of 80,000 and um, seeing a good game of footy. Shame we didn't get the result. But um, it was a hectic last five, ten minutes. And, um yeah, just not good enough on the day, but there's still two more games, and I think Origin's still alive and well, and yeah, it was definitely a high-quality game. What did you think of it, King? Don't really want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, no, I mean, the better team won, I think. I don't want to say it, but they did, I think. Um, a couple of calls didn't go away, but that's footy. First 20 minutes was just like blockbuster yeah. footy, and then... It kind of tore away from there in the last 10 minutes was just absolutely, yeah, like Tommy said, edgy your seat stuff. And it was exciting. It was what Origin's meant to be and this and the other. But, yeah, it's just disappointing really, isn't it, overall? Yeah. So move on. Move on to Perth and then be optimistic up in Brisbane for game three. All right. A couple of things from last week. I can't remember what we did, but I feel like I'm a bit of a Queensland guru. I put up four tips on the group. I went Francesco Guardi, political debate, which absolutely got an absolute bob in. Um, I think, I can't remember what the horse is called, which is the favourite now. The key, Sharp the and smart. Weekend. Sharp and smart. Sharp and smart. Uh, Sharp I'm, yes. I'm going to be having a good crack at that uh, this weekend. But um, political debate, stroll. Stroll was a good one. Paid tens and Vinco. Um, despite the drift, I stuck with Vinco. That got the got the chockies as well. I had an absolute shocker at Rose Hill. Rose Hill was not nice to me. I backed Joviality. That was an absolute headache. If you saw that on the on the rail, Momac no good. Overextend no good. And I had one bet in Flemington. Mask up came fourth. How'd you go on the weekend, Tommy? Got us and it got up and Vikings um, winning Group One. And I, I think it was a pretty massive. Win and I actually uh, will go against on the JJ a bit later, but we'll talk about it soon. I think Pikey might back it up and get another win, but uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Rose Hill El Bueno would have been all right, but it just got nabbed by um, Kim Moore's new horse, King's Hair. And Niffler was good, wasn't it? Yeah. We all we also like Niffler, yeah. Niffler was pretty good, actually, very, very good. Um, improvement second up, um. Yeah, I think I had a pretty good day. I had one bet in Melbourne as well, and it got up in the last, the um, uh, passive-aggressive. So, look, um, 
Yeah, not bad. It's great betting week this week in, I think, some really even fields in Sydney and Brisbane and plenty of value to be found. One of you tipped per in a way, Abdullah Lees. Did one of you say that? Because it got back to, like, well uh, in. I didn't tip it, but I thought there was, like, an interesting horse. Yeah. Like, I thought just the fact that it's had a scone trial into its first debut Australian run, I just thought, fuck, it's going straight to Metro. It's not even running in country. Like, I thought, if the money comes, the money comes. But And so it did, really. Um, and Chris Lee's with those. Uh, we often see sometimes they need a prep down here to really yeah. acclimatise before going. But Chris Lee's out of everyone, it's just, especially those Australian bloodstock horses, often win first up. We saw it with some wood. We saw it with a few other ones as well over the last year. But, um, yeah, he does. He seems to get the best out of them. That's right. Uh a couple of days away, we have Nature Strip and Home Affairs battling it out with the other gurus from around the world over at Ascot. Um, Chris Waller's doing some cool stuff. I think he's over there now. I think he got there yesterday. They're putting up videos every day. Um, how much do you know about this American horse, which is Fave? Because I'm just going to be back and hard, obviously, Nature Strip. But got, the golden go. power. Yeah. Oh, Kelly's um, actually doing our coverage on uh, Scott over at Central. So I think he's going to be our... Overseas expert here. Um, Golden Power, I mean, it won the 2021 uh, Breeders' Cup in Del Mar on the turf and, you know, it never looked like losing. But saying that, like, it, you don't actually see too many Yanks travel to the UK and be successful. So just the fact that it's been back – like, there's only – two horses that's been backed off the map and it's literally Nature Strip and Golden Powell and they're going toe to toe, you know, like it's three bucks, three fifty thereabouts anyway for the two of them. So, you know, like it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see the Yank travel over and do his thing. But at the end of the day, it's a Coolmore horse. So if anyone knows better, it's Coolmore, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. And whether it's a rightful favourite, I'm yet to be proven. I think Nature Strip's obviously got the credentials on the board. Like, without saying, it's won three TJs. It won last year's Everest. You know, it's it's an eight-time group, group one winner. Like, it's a fucking winner. It's mm. Like, whenever we doubt it or, you know, back against it, the thing just comes up trumps and just, you know, it makes us look silly. So... And the fact that Waller, out of any tra- trainer, is actually sending a horse over there under his own name, it means volumes. I think it, it will do well. I think, I mean, just the prior history that we have in the UK over the last kind of dec- decade and a half, well, I mean, we've had some great great winners go over. Schwarzier, ta- Takeover Target, Miss Andretti, and, you know, Black Caviar, you know, they've all been great horses over here and Nature Strip more or less fits that bill. Um, I wish the connection's well and I think it is a great chance. I, I think if it brains them, pulls up well, it could definitely go day five as well. So it could do what Schwarzy did in 2003, uh, I think, yeah. 2002, yeah, and do, get the double and oh, imagine if that happens. I mean, Everest is going to just be ranked as – one of the highest non-Group 1 races in the world, full stop. Like, it's just going to be on the map for everyone. And it, it in all accounts, it seems like Golden Powell's going to come over here. 
because, like I said, it's Coolmore owned. So if um, if Golden Powell runs any somewhat decent in the UK, there's a good chance that they're going to pick it for its slot in the Everest come October. So at the moment, it's nine bucks. It was $15 earlier this week, I know. Um, it's already sharpened to nine. And imagine if it wins on Tuesday coming. I mean, that, that price is going to get hammered again. So I wouldn't mind a little side bet because it's a pre-non-market on something like this Yank commodity that's, I guess, a little bit of an unknown. True. Bloody good. They're 310 and 330 themselves for Tuesday night. All right, as we wrap that on up, Golden Pal currently 310, Nature Strip 330, Nature Strip was 360 today. So there's money just keeps trickling in. And then you've obviously got home affairs in a couple of days further. And then you've also got Artorias going around as well. So plenty happening there. Um, all right, like we said, we've got two venues to sort of cover today. We're going to do them rather quickly. Uh, we do have Eagle Farm. So Eagle Farm is a bunch of races. As you know, it's Stratty Weekend. They've got the JJ Adkins, the QE plus a bunch of others. So they've got a bunch happening there. But we'll uh, we'll go through some of Ramwick. We don't need to probably spend a heap of time on highways and stuff, but I will mention the highway. There is a bunch of dual noms, uh, the boys were saying, prior to recording. So give or take, a lot of odds will probably change with those. But has anyone had a bet in the highway or are we skipping the highway? Tommy? Uh, mate, I, I just think uh, I'd like to see Boots Scooter come to town. I think it's been going pretty well, but... Um, just a bit on the track. I think they're saying it could get to a good soft five, which will be good, uh, dry out. So boot scooter off has been doing really good in the heavy. So uh, set on a soft track would be nice. Angelical, uh, another scone runner for the Masara camp. I don't mind it. Low draw. Second up, it should be better. Uh, eight bucks, I like. Eight bucks of the best. All right. Uh, race two, anything there? We've got Amelia, Robagna, Midnight in Tokyo, Yankees. Tommy, how about we talk about your horse going around? It's five bucks, was six fifty this morning. Yeah, uh, Reese Jones claiming the two. I think um, its first up win, I spoke about it a bit last week, how it um, it was against older horses in the first run and still very green, but good length. Um, it, it, it put a length on the favourite and then big... Big length to the field. So I think coming against two-year-olds, Reese Jones claiming a couple in town. I, I think it'll improve uh, for sure. So I think it's in a, with a massive chance. But in saying that, Midnight in Tokyo has come out of group form in Queensland. Uh, Amelia Romagna has been backed pretty well um, since the market's been out with Bjorn Baker. It's when a Goldman was pretty nice. And Vegas Raider is... Um, one for one after winning impressively at Scone. So tough little field there with the top four, but I definitely think Yankees is in it and I, I'll be back in it. Uh, a lot of dual noms, as you're saying, Zach. So I'd just wait to the day unless you're good counting deductions. I'm hopeless. So I'll probably just back it on the day. God, I am the worst. The amount of times I've had something going and I always message Koha, I'm like, can you work this out for us? Deductions will be the absolute death of me. Koha, you done anything for race yeah, two or are same. we moving on? Uh, like Tommy mentioned, I think Demitas, although it's an $18 pop, I think it is a good thing come tomorrow at Dubbo. So put pen through it come Saturday. I think Yankees owes me absolutely nothing. I was on it with Tommy. I think Tommy got a better price last start. It will first up and 52 kilos on its back with Reese Jones on five bucks. I'll be entertaining it again. 
Beautiful. Race three, 1,200 metre, benchmark 78. Queen Bellissimo is a horse I like. Dylan Gibbons riding well. He's claiming three for Brad Whittup. That's 280. Tamerlane's there for Godolphin at 550. We've got someone like Wahaha Falls at 750. Sacrimony, obviously that had a win uh, a little while ago at Hawkesbury, I think it was, within the standalone. Um, that's at 10s. Rainbow Connection, they're all there as well. Even Fast Coney is back. But uh, Queen Bellissimo, look, loves to take it up, doesn't it, Tim, uh, Tom? Uh, yeah. Dylan Gibbons coming through too. I'm I'm going to go against it. I actually like Tamerlane first up. Josh Parr, um, it's it first up forms good. It's trialed well. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd go with Tamerlane. And then maybe Rainbow Connection finally finding an improving track as well. Chris Williams taking off too, uh, possibly there. But I'm with Tamerlane. How about you, Coey? Queen Bellissimo? Ditto with... Damn. Ditto with Tamerlane, uh, but uh, in terms of if one at odds, Le Vizier, Um it's going to be carrying 54 and a half. I like that. Tommy Sherry on board. First up form's really good. And last prep, first up, it won convincingly on a soft five. So anything like that, it sh- you know, I mean, at 14 bucks, I like that. Or even the 360, the place. So I wouldn't mind entertaining that as well. Tommy Sherry is a gun at the moment. Midway is my most hated race of the week every single week. Still yet to get a winner. Moon Reader is the fave. Brad Whittup. He's got a favour in two races in a row. It's five bucks. Won its last two. Darlena Bell. Dylan's riding again, claiming three. Six bucks for Manny Smith. Cruel Summers there. Dalalat at sevens. Calgary Queen. Your Badwa, Rebel Shadow, Garrison. Uh, look, I'll leave that one to you, Thomas. You said, mate, some of these are pretty tricky. I thought Darlena Bell was pretty good last start. Uh, even Don Luigi, I think, has been really consistent. A couple of good wins at Kembla and could go right here. But I think the big D, Delahat, um, last start was a goal at Gosford running around pretty nicely. I think, again, an improving track. We're going to see some of these horses. It keeps getting scratched waiting for this good track. And I, I, I really like this horse as well. So uh, I'll, I'll go with Delahat. A bit of money for it too. Are you king? I'll stick with the favourite here. I think winning form's good form. Brad Whittup, Andrew Atkins, don't mind it. It's got a little bit of dry form, which is, well, I mean, at this stage of time, it's pretty rare. You know, um, everyone's been running on the heavy deck. So, you know, how, how does it go? It's one on the heavy. It's one on the good. It's one on the soft. I like that. Draw seven, I don't mind. I think it, it's better than half the field. Uh, five bucks, definitely can entertain and happy to take it. Take it. All right, take that. We got the Drinkwise Mile, sus, very much so. Niffler had a win last week, got backed well and won very convincingly. It was good. It's 380. Uh, fine points going around. Chad Schofield was riding for Waller. Obviously, Niffler has Waller as well. Elusive Jewel, six bucks. Itar, Dylan Gibbons again claiming three. Nothing sweet about me, 750. We got Flexible. We got Ruby Tuesday. Are we going with Niffler again, Tom? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I'd. Uh coming third last start, but actually beat Niffler start before, but it was Niffler first up and we all saw what Niffler did last start, so um, it, it definitely improved from there and, and on the short backup again, it could, could improve from that. I just wonder if um, Chad Schofield on fine point is just the way of Waller's leaning there, maybe maybe Chris Williams on just climbing the two on Niffler, but I thought fine point was pretty good at Warwick Farm, so I might slightly lean towards fine point uh, in front of Nifla. And nothing sweet about me as well. If you can get it um, easy up front, it could be a bit of a knockout. 
Nifla King? I was on Nifla last time, so I was very pleased. It goes without saying. But I'm going to be... And I do really appreciate the fact that he's backing up on a short backup. He's obviously rock-hard fit. Waller's confident. Claims the two with Chris Williams. Like it. 380, on the other hand, I'm not too sure about. So I'm going to back against that and go with John Thompson's um, elusive duel. Draws two. I think it gets a nice truck in into the turn. Well, I mean, nice run in transit. Claims three from uh, Amy McLucas. I think there's a lot of upside in that. So six bucks over the 380. So I'm with elusive jewel. Elusive jewel. All right. Six bucks was a Johnny Thompson. All right. Uh, race number six, 1,000 metres of the best. Siege is fave. Chad Schofield was riding for James. Had a win last start. I think it was Gosford or was one of the standalones, I think. Easy singles there for Ellen Hennessy. She's claiming three. Hulk. I love that horse. Misty Orr's there. Patino Ruby has been backed. It was 26 bucks yesterday. It's now 12 And a couple more there at Big Odds too. But what do you like, Tom? Yeah, tough little race. Uh, this 1,000 metre race. I really liked Patino Ruby um, in open company last start at Musselbrook. I think it could be a bit of a knockout, but Siege was really good at Gosford, and I think um, they're taking the right race here. It can it can win for sure. Easy single, pretty impressive at Flemington as well. Uh, and Pandora Blue, I think, joined on with another race, so just watch out where it goes. There's some some really uh, – and Washington Tower strung a few together as well. It's a really interesting race. Um I, I'd probably go leaning just towards Siege at this moment, though. Can you go with Fave? Happy with the Fave. Um, slight query with the actual second up form. Uh, but saying that, I think just the fact that there is a lot of onset speed in this being a 1,000 metres, I think it'll just get a nice – it can just sit right at the back. I anticipate just the same thing as what it did last time. Rachy King rode an absolute peach, waited – patiently like no one's business found a split and then shot for home one one for all of us probably and then uh four bucks is a great price i think um yeah a couple of nonnies in this race like hulk hulk hasn't won in like 18 months he knows how how to be a bridesmaid easy single like tommy mentioned great win at flemington but 13 coming up north i'm not sure 550 is probably a bit, bit on the underside even with the three kilos Bettino Ruby's got to be rock bottom, but I'm not sure if it's up to this grade. A um, few queries around it. So, yeah, I'm happy to stick with the $4.05 here. Alrighty. First leg of the quad over the mile, Knight of Power is the fave. I knew we had a look at this last week. Uh, came fifth, but $6 into four sixty for this weekend. Tyler's claiming two. Oscar Zulu's there. We've got Bayless riding for Walla. We've got Art Cadeau. Which um, Kathy O'Hara is aboard. Good win last start too when Kathy was aboard at Randwick. Good win. That's at sevens. We got Fender, Junipal, Bethancourt, Wairiri Falls, and then we're double figures for the rest of them. The front man is going around, which didn't end up uh, running last start. We thought it was going to run. Knight uh, of Power's been back, Tommy. Yeah, it has. Um, look, really interesting race. I think the speed. I don't think anything is going to get past Mister Dependable. But then you got the likes of Fender, Bethancourt. Star Spangle Rodeo, and even the front man on the inside there. So um, I was talking about the front man the last couple of weeks, about him, but I think the draw might be a bit tricky for him. So he's been scratched from a few, but uh, a bit of a watch on him. But I actually really like Art Cadeau. I thought it um, was really impressive win last start and loves Randwick. Just seems to absolutely um, love Randwick. And I think, if, um, I think the mile suits are right. If, 
um, if Speedline set it up for something like Arcado or Night of Power, I'd be watching the two of them. And Juniper on its day can do pretty well as well. But I'll, I'll go Arcado. Are you, Cody? Arcado? Cadeau's definitely the uh, the watch runner because I think going up to the miles the real query. Um, Barry eleven, it'll probably have to sit a little bit off speed, and I don't know if that's the ideal run it'll get. So seven bucks is probably the right price for it. It's been actually running really well without you know, I mean it won last start, but outside of that, it hasn't been too good. But uh, yeah, Randwick's such an upside for it. So I, I mean, I definitely couldn't uh, dismiss it. I could say the same about Fender. Fender 750 gets three kilos off. It's going to be rock mm. bottom weight. Cav knows how to fucking bring these things up to town. Anything below that market, I just think that the drying track is a little bit of a query for mine. So I want to steer away from it. Uh, it's pretty hard to look past the top two, to be honest. Um, I think not a power with the drying track, and it's going to be rock bottom weight as well. I'm I'm thinking there will be a little bit of jostling for position early in this race, so there might be a little bit of energy expelled to find position where Knight of Power would just be coasting out the back. And if it is a a genuinely run 1600, it'll definitely have a say in the last 200 metres. I think it'll figure in the placings. Last start, a little bit of a dismiss, but it was right out the back. Only lost by 1.6 coming fifth or overall anyway. So... I wouldn't even put a pen through it. I just think that it was just not the right race to be in, how it mapped out anyway. So 460 is a good price to find out, I think. Um, so not a power for mine, but Arcado is definitely a danger for mine as well. Yeah, I don't mind Fender too, like we said about Fender. Cav's pretty good at back and night. We'll get them ready for these ones. But um, Bob Charlie, Ale Stakes is race number eight, 1100 metres. Dragonstone is probably one of the best back runners of the meeting. It was $6 yesterday. It's three sixty now. Uh, Tommy Sherry and Mark Newnham coming off a second at Flemington where it lost to passive aggressive. Uh, Mr. Mosaic is there. Reese is right dry. Reese is riding. It's a tough word. Uh, Reese is riding for Gerald Ryan Sterling. It's a fives. You've got this real step, which um, I had a good win at Round Week 2 last start. It beats much, much better. The boppers going around, then we're straight to double figures for Innkeeper Authentic Jewel, Prime Candidate, Mamaragan or Mamaragan. Um, but Dragonstone, Tommy, being well backed. Yeah, uh, starting to become a bright, bit of a bridesmaid. A, two good seconds to um, Endermat, I think it was before mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's running at Flemington was really good. I, I'm just going to touch on Mr. Mosaic getting out in front and um, continuing. It's good record. Um, still fresh. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good uh, coming second at Scone last start, and uh, it's proven around this grade where Dragonstone's sort of stepping up a bit. Surreal step, big danger. The Bopper will improve on a dry track for sure. If if you don't look at Mamarigan's record. Um, the win record, then I could make a case for it. But, yeah, it's just an on-winner, I think. Coey, can you give Dragonstone? Can it, what's coming off three seconds in a row? Yeah, it's a bit it, like Tommy touched on. It is a bridesmaid, I think, now, those. And, I mean, his form lines are good. Andermatt and, um, yeah, who did it lose to? Passive-aggressive last start. I mean, they're, they're strong three-year-old races. So, I mean, I can't disregard, but... I think for mine, I'd probably be on surreal step at the moment. I think just the – it will probably need to ride for luck, but there will be proper onset pressure. Last start win was good. Even going back two starts back in the uh, Ortensia, 
I think it was really good. It was right out the back of the field, closed off late, but, you know, saw backsides and had to weave and duck and do all the above and still only lost by 2.3. I think there's a lot of merit in that. It'll be, what, uh, fourth up into this run. I, I think that uh, if it can find some uh, clear air on a drying track, I, I do see a lot of merit for it. And I think 360 for Dragons does pretty much rock bottom. I'd yeah. say it probably drifts a touch. Mr. Mosaic, we know that it can just, you know, it leads for fun. So it'll probably make its own luck with a lot of the others, like Authentic Jewel, Prime Candidate. They'll be all pressing forward, which... Give Authentic Jewel a chance? Oh, slight, but I think it's too far up in grade into this uh, black type race. So I'd probably say Mr. Mosaic is the classier of the three of them, hands down, I think, in terms of weight as well, sits right in between the two, or the three, should I say. So I'd be giving, in terms of the leaders, I'd be giving Mr. Mosaic more of an upside than the other two. Other two has been, yeah, they've been okay, but nothing flash, especially with the company they've been running against. So I'd be more inclined to back something that probably sits behind them uh it's posited up nicely from barrier one so surreal step at five bucks i think that's really nice uh brad Whitup, up chad schofield hope for the best 56 kilos could get his first black type win okay surreal step five of the best five bucks uh race number nine uh benchmark 94 much much better is the fave it's five bucks tommy sherry is riding was well, six dollars yesterday so in slightly we got lakeen the godolphin runner josh parr's riding drawn 11 at 650 Cole crusher had a good win, good couple of wins. I think it came off about two or three wins and then ran sixth uh, maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago when Art Cadeau won. Um, Fashionale, bit of a speed star. Frankie Pino, true detectives there. And a little bit of coin for all-time legend. Williams is claiming two for Les Bridge. Was 18 bucks today, came into 12. But bloody hell, Tom, tough race. Yeah, um, much, much better now for a new trainer, Sarah Ryan. Uh, Lakeem for Godolphin, good to see you come back. Cole Crushers been doing well, but probably on a heavier track. Uh, Frankie Pino's uh, fourth emergency, I think, for the Stradbroke, so I don't think it'll get in there. And I think maybe uh, coming to town with Tyler Clamming, uh, coming to Sydney with Tyler Clamming too to get to that 60 after coming fourth in a Goodwood, I think that's pretty good form. So I think Frankie Pino is a bit of a bet here, and uh, Tony. Tony and Calvin McAvoy, if they're not getting into the Stradbroke, they're going to come to Sydney and get a win. Um, and I think it's got a massive chance. But, yeah, you're right. It's a tough race. A lot of these horses um, stepping down in grade. And you can make a case for a few, like New Arrangement on the lead, Animate coming back onto a better track, even True Detective um, looking to improve an all-time legend. But, no, I've I got to go with Frankie Pino, I think. Frankie Pino. Um, Coey, thoughts? Two-horse race for me. Um, Lakeen and Frankie Pena. Well, I think that Goodwood form is. I know he's carrying sixty to a bottom weight of fifty-four. Uh, there is a decent split, but he's coming out of a Group One. Not the obviously not the strongest Group One in the calendar. The Goodwood, um, definitely later in the season. This and the other. A lot of you know the trainers and jockeys target for the um, the up north in Queensland for better prize money and all that, but yeah, it was it was a pretty decent fourth, and like you you can kind of go back. Uh, last prep as well with Frankie and Lakeen. Uh, I think they ran on was it Cup Day? Maybe it was Cup Day. Um, and they went one two. So I don't mind that form line. I just think that it's just 
it sets up for something like it. I think they're the two classy runners in this, and 750 and 650 to find out. I think that's a great price. I think just one's coming out of Group 1 form, and Lakeen's got a great fresh record as well. So, And Lakeen is well-weighted in this grand scheme of things. I don't think the barrier's going to be an issue. It's probably going to settle midfield anyway. Um, much, much better. I could, yeah, I mean, it's... It's a very consistent runner, but I just don't know coming up against these kind of horses. So I'm just going to back a little bit more of a price and go Frankie Pino and Lakeen for this one. Yep. Okay, last race of the day. Interesting race, or interesting race market-wise, all right? So Crosstalk opened all his favourite, $2.30, but on the drift to two ninety. We've got Kanazawa, Glenn Schofield, $6 in a five. We've got Blesk at six fifty. The interesting one is the David Atkins, Alicia Collett runner, contributing factor. 26 bucks yesterday, $11 now. So absolutely been smashed. JoJo was a man at 13s. Good money for Marnix as well, Dylan Gibbons and Richard Litt. That's 26 into 14. So... Look, without scratchings, this is um some solid moves for a lot of these horses. There's been some big moves. Uh, also, contributing factor, Tommy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of contributing factor. It, um, uh, unlucky not to qualify for a um, provincial handicap, uh, provincial championship. Um, really, really close. I think finishing third and fourth, and uh, doing really well there. And David Atkins, great trainer. Uh, just touch on the favourite. I I can say it's definitely a decent horse and looks like a bit of a boom, but um, I'm just really concerned it's only been running on heavy tracks and I'd like to see it on a, on a soft, improving Ramwick track and never running at Ramwick before, even though I've trained there. But, um, yeah, I just I probably I wouldn't touch crosstalk at the moment. I actually think uh, Kelly's mate, Glenn Schofield, on <laughs> Kanazawa, is um, an interesting watch and, and bless first up as well. But I'll, I'll probably back um, Kanazawa here in the last. Glenn Schofield, are you going to get Glynn as well, Coey? Uh, no. <laughs> no, just straight up, no. Um, I don't know what Tim Ryan's going to say, but at this stage, I'd have to think that Crosstalk's probably going to be the lay of the day. Like 290, I know it comes off a nice, strong win. Regan Bayless, Waterhouse spot. But just the barrier, God, it's. Comes out of 15, never had any good or soft track form. Uh, it's definitely a swimmer, but the conditions are improving by the minute. So it's going to be untried. And to find out at 290, I, I'm just not sure. Like, I, I'm not convinced. It comes out of like a midweek grade into city grade as well. So a lot, a lot of, oh, I mean, things would have to go right for it to be winning this, I think, in my eyes anyway. Like, I mean, 290. When there's competition that's been running Saturday grade competitively for numerous weeks, numerous preparations to say the least, I just don't think two nine is the right price to take on this favourite. So I'd be looking like I like Blesk. I do like Blesk. First up record's really good. Runs well at Randwick. Six fifty is a good price. Barrier's a little bit sticky. Uh, it'll probably land worse of midfield, and it'll be riding for luck and. I just don't know how I feel about that. Um, couple of a couple at odds. I think Marnix. We've given a few chances. Claims three this start, so I don't mind it. Oh, it's it's a tough, tough leg to be just ending ending the card. Mm. So I'm I, I am in the blessed camp. If Tommy Sherry can jump a little bit more forward than usual, I'd be all all aboard it. I uh, just think that the the move to make is just lay the favourite at the moment. So. 
play that, but Blesk for my on topper as we speak. Blesk goes on top. All right, that's 10 of the best from Ram Week. We're going to have a look at Eagle Farm. So there's some bloody good races happening there. A lot of group races. Tom, you're going to be up there, I assume? Yeah, mate, I'm heading up tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it should be a good day. Um, Shabrak Day is always a good one, and we've got two really good group ones and a great support card. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. If you want to annoy Tom, go up to the Sky Racing truck and throw things at him, but maybe just buy him a couple of pies and he'll be your best friend, right? Quaddy pies. Uh, you said be wrong, mate. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm just going to go through all of them. If we haven't got anything much to say or you haven't done too much form, we can say that. But I'm going to go straight to the first just because I not like a couple of these horses. So... The favourite is Bankmore. This is Tegan Harrison. It's open seven dollars. It's now four twenty, so it's been backed pretty well. Barrier eleven. Calgary Stampede. We know the Snowdens. That's four forty. Robusto is there for Waller at five bucks. Metallicity. We know this horse. It's twelve dollars when markets opened. It's already six fifty. So pretty much halved its quote. And Tommy's going to be riding for the Snowdens. And then we go double figures. Little bit of coin for Mink Star. So um, Stewart's aboard there. The rest are all pretty rough. As a rough result, Shaquilla, Sam Clipperton, $61 into $21. Tom, have you had a look at race one? Sort of watching all the two-year-olds at the moment. There's a couple um, different form lines here to, to line up. I actually want to be with Metallicity, um, a, ho- a bit of a boom horse that we still have, probably haven't seen the best of. But just um, a wet Sydney, it's probably not the best time to see it. I, I really want to see it get onto a a good track up at Eagle Farm and really running on and someone like Tommy Berry getting it, getting into it. I think, um, I think it's a bit of a gamble there at $6.50. Uh, one I want to spec at odds as well is Johnny Rocker. I think at $21 is a bit over the odds. It's um, one start for one win. Sam Collett, Barry Lockwood wouldn't bring it to town unless he um, had a bit of an opinion of it. He also nommed it for Sydney, but uh, decided to stay uh, local. So, just watch Johnny uh, Rocker as a bit of a knockout. 34 into 21 already, just in the last 24 hours. Coey, anything for race one? Well, I particularly have too much to say, but I, in terms of value, I don't mind backing a floral oasis with the Will Clark and Jamie Carr connection at 26 bucks. Love that, 26 bucks. Um, all right, race two, which is the Wayne Wilson. Um, Big Boy Roy, which is one horse that I honestly have never caught in my life, but running really well. J-Mac, uh, one last start at Eagle Farm, beat Ballistic Boy. Um, Chris Waller, it's $3.60. we got Scalapini. Boris is riding for Stephen O'Day and Matt Hoisted. Hasn't had a win for a little while since last prep, which is uh, on the sunny coast, I think, at one. That's at four twenty. It's been a couple of dollars in for it, five fifty. Kerwin's Lane's there. Kubrick going around. Tommy's riding for Waller. we got Bullfinch, Pikey aboard. Charmy Baby Fender is also nommed there with Cav and Adelise. But, Tommy, big boy Roy, stick, reckon he's going to go again, back-to-back? Mate, you could make a um, bit of a case for both um, big boy Roy and Bullfinch in, um, in those lime green colours. Um, both Eagle Farm record is really good. Yeah, last up winner. So I, I, I definitely think you can make a case for both of them. But one I, I want to be with the other local is um, Scalapini. I think it would have been a massive chance in a Stradbroke, your first emergency, but... It goes to a race like this, and I've always been a big fan of it, and I think it can run really well on a good Eagle Farm track, so I'll go with Scalapini. I'm happy to go uh, Kerwin's Lane. I, I think the last two starts have been a bit of a forgive. Uh, one second up, yeah, Hawkesbury in the uh, Gold Cup. I thought that was really good. It's got to be over the mile again. Um, 
yeah, I just say upsides and four four eighty. It's a two kilo set weights kind of differential all the way through. Um, barrier shouldn't be an issue. There's only eight horses in this. I think Huey on board. I like it. For, it I'm surprised that it's not shorter. Uh, I think the J Mac Chris Waller factor has shortened Big Boy Roy, mm. especially with the win last start win as well. But I think Kerwin's Lane just the fact that it's one over open company group three company come into this equally weighted. I just see a lot of upside in that. So Kerwin's Lane for mine. Right, Kerwin's Lane. We go to race three. This is the first of the group races, the Group Two Brisbane Cup, long distance one, two miles, and look. We got some good bloody horses here that love the distance. So we got through Irish Eyes as the fave. Jamie Carr's running for Kieran Maher. It's four bucks. We got Irish Sequel, J Mac and Waller. We got Splendiferous. Timmy Clark's riding for Gay Waterhouse. We got Sweet Thomas, a little bit of coin for. King of Lee Grants is there. We've got Maracopa Pike on the drift a little bit. But even like, what do we got? Traduce at big odds. But look, these 3,200 meter races, I, I'm not very good at picking the distance races. Uh, Tommy. What about something like Irish Sequel? Yeah, yeah, again in those colours. One last McDonald start. On, he, he's pretty good in these, yeah, pretty good in these um, longer races as well. So I I definitely think it's going to be a bit of a, a big chance, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Sweet Thomas. I thought last start it was just getting into his work and we almost, he, he, for all money, looked like he was going to win. Getting out to the 3200 will just suit it even better. Like it's... It, it needs that distance, Sweet Thomas, and to join on his ears. Seems to enjoy Eagle Farm after the last uh, Rachel King on. I I, I really like um, the race for it here. It's proven in the grade as well at the distance. So, yeah, Sweet Thomas for mine. Sweet Thomas for the name. What about you, Coey? I'm ditto as well, and I don't think uh, I would ever have tipped Sweet Thomas ever. Ever, ever. ever. Yeah. like 69 yeah, starts. But- like the thing last start, it should have won. It should have won. It, the amount, like, I hate to be on it last start. Luckily, I wasn't. But if you watch the replay, it should have won by probably two lengths. It just saw backsides. It got so unlucky. Had to shift in, shift out. Finally found some clean air outside. Closed off late beautifully. Lost by an absolute freckle. It's obviously come back a little bit of a different horse. I mean, the thing. I mean, what's it now like? It's had a little freshen up, but at the same time, it's been racing since February. And it's finally found a little bit of form. And I think it's best chance it's ever had <laughs> to get a W in a group two. And I, I definitely see it in six bucks. I think it's still a great price. Um, never thought I'd say it, but yeah, Sweet Thomas for mine as well. Cool. No worries. So we've got Sweet Thomas, a double Sweet Thomas. All right, we've got the Gunsin Classic, which is Battleton, his fave. Kiss Sum is there. They're both 340 and 360. We've got Flying Crazy. Karen's riding for Gerald Ryan. Obviously had a couple of wins. Eagle Farm, Scone, and then um, a bit of a setback last start. But Lock Eagle's there at 480 as well, and we go straight to double figures. So 340, 360, 420, 480. And then Ashgrove is 13 bucks. So, look, they're pretty busy up the top of the top of the market there, Tom. Yeah, mate, I, I agree with you with Flying Crazy. Just a bit disappointing last night. I, I think he just got too far back, but I, I want to stick with it. I, I I really like this horse, and it's been doing some great things with Gerald, and I think he even um, had some bigger races in mind for this horse, and probably going to get a bit of a better price than last night anyway. So I, I think I'll stick with Flying Crazy for Gerald to win this race. Flying Crazy, Coey? 
the toppy. Well, when I say toppy, they're it's pretty much set weights anyway. So they're 57 all the way through to the number 10. Number 10 is actually 55 with Willow on board coming out of Benchmark 62 company. So I'm just going to say just put a pen through that. Um, Kiss um, last start, really, really strong. Closed off beautifully. Valana, the Godolphin, just had a better run. And the fact that it's stepping up in distance, Jay Collin on board, a senior jockey, I just like it. A lot of upside. Every runner should have their chance, especially at a track like Eagle Farm. So, yeah, 360, second favourite. Yeah, I'd be taking Kiss Sum right now. Kiss Sum, $3.60. All right, race number five, Ranch Hand, J-Mac and Waller, $3.80. Ranch Hand's coming off a win at Eagle Farm. We got Tycoonist at four eighty. Blondo was a great win um, when it won at Gosford too. Bloody hell, that was a good win. I think Chad was riding that day. That's at seven fifty. We got Mass Destruction. Jamie Cars for on for Golan. Good money. Shakiro. This is a horse I could be wrong, but I thought Tom's talked about it in the past. That's eighteen bucks into eight dollars. We got Rangers at eight fifty. Tumbler Ridge, couple of bucks for that as well. And we got Southern Lad. Simply Fly, etc. But good coin. Shakiro eighteen into eight. Tommy. Yeah, in races like this, trying to find the right wall horse can be pretty tough. Um, he's got so many in it, and they're all up the top of the market. I think Tycoonus, though, is his best chance in this race. You look a couple of um, starts ago, it was um, uh, that good win at Hawkesbury, and then it's just gone a little bit off the ball uh, the last couple of starts. But uh, running behind Stoxagon, I think, is still pretty good form. I reckon Tycoonus is best of the wall of chances. Great Southern lad will love being on a good track uh, with Nash on it, and I think it'll improve. And me old mate Edit as well on a uh, on a nice even uh, Eagle Farm track. I think will suit a horse like Edit. So watch it at twenty one bucks as well. Anything, King? Uh, I don't know how I feel about Tycoonus. I think. The way I see it with um, the Waller horses, anyway, I think J Max actually ridden all four of them. Is it four of them in there? But he's definitely ridden Tycoonus before. He's ridden Blondo before. He's ridden Right Ranch Hand before. And he's ridden Shakiro before. So the fact that he's jumped on Ranch Hand, I think, is a slight indication of his preference and it comes off the, the nice win last start. And I. You know what, like if we were to follow money with J Mac, I think this would be the race, especially with half the field scattered with Waller. So I don't actually mind the fact that at one last start, yes, J Mac wasn't on board, it was T Berry. But the fact that J Mac jumps on it now, I kind of like. I, I think, yeah, once again, it's only an 11 horse field. I think. I don't think anyone would really get hampered. I think Bondo settles midfield anyway from that wide draw. Mass destruction is probably going to be the interesting one, What where it goes forward or sits kind of midfield. Tycoonus can go back and forth, whatever it likes really. So, you know what, I'm just going to, without doing too much form and without watching too many replays, I think Ranch and with J-Mac on board is just the pref- preferable Waller runner for me. So, yeah, give me the favourite. Babe goes on top. All right, QE22, or QE, sorry, the Q22. Um, Huetor is fave. Just a slight drift. It's now $3. Maximal's there at four at $6. Barrier 14. Hopeful for Annabelle Nation, Rachel King. That's at sevens. We've got double figures for the chosen one. Numerian, Great House, Polly Gray, etc. Um, Tom, Huetor was really good win, I thought, last start. It beat Maximal by about half a length or so. The Eagle Farm run. Are you with? 
Yeah, it's hard not to be. It, it, as you said, it was a really good win. Beating a horse like Zaki, it seems 2200s its distance. Um, even stepping down in grade to a group two. Looking at everything, you think Huerta uh, wins this race, but there's there's a couple I want to be wary of. I think the chosen one, I think this might be its last start or maybe one more before going to stud. Um, it's around that 2200 as well. It, it It's um, an ideal distance for it. Yeah, and on a good track, I think it'll improve. Even something like um, Coventina Bay goes well at the distance. And Kukaracha as well, just completely forgotten about it. I think its form's been actually really good apart from last start in that um, Zaki race. So, look, there's there's a couple of, couple of um, ways you can play it, but it, where is going to be hard to beat? Where to wins, King? Weta, it will be hard to beat. I think three bucks is a, a pretty nice price. Um, if it drew better, maximal on top of the ground, I think a lot of people would have – I'd say that if it drew single digit opposed to the 14, I think it could be close to favouritism, I think. It was only shadowed out really behind Weta last start, so it was only 0.4 of a length behind it last start and closed off real nice, and it was like – the weather's been crazy as of late, as everyone knows, and we finally got to see the potential that Maximal has. Um, Nash is in, on board, and I, I love that. Six bucks, I could probably still entertain. I, I do like the three favourites in this, though. I think they they are the clear standouts for me. So, Huerta, obviously, coming off the back of that win last start. Maximal just behind it. And then uh, Hopeful... Uh, for Nation Cam, I think it is the better of the two in terms of Numeria and Hopeful. I think last start it was really, really strong at Rose Hill. Um, beat the frontman, you know, this and the other. It could probably potentially dictate speed from Barrier 6. I'm not sure how everyone should settle pretty comfortably being over the 2200, but I think it could dictate the speed. Um, could have it soft in front without uh, expelling too much energy. So, i definitely give it a chance, but I think it is a race in three for mine. I, But if I were to choose, I would probably like the six bucks more than the, the Huerta price of three bucks. So I wouldn't mind Maximal at uh, six bucks. Okay. Maximal, $6. Was five fifty, so it's pretty much bang on. Um, race number seven, good race. This is the JJ Atkins. This is one probably we we're going to have a discussion on. Sharp and smart, $6 into $4. Hugh Bowman is riding. Political debate is there at 480. It's different. So it's 350 out to 480. She's a belter, fives. And then we're out to double figures with Owen County, 15s into 11. Brereton, Jamie Carr's riding for Moody at 12s. And then we got Lethal Thoughts, Brosnan, Basquiat. So everyone remembers Sharp and Smart and political debate going round last start. Absolute pimple, pimple in it. Um, political debate one. I was on political debate and it was $2, I think it was. So look, absolutely fell in. I think Sharp and Smart can win. It's obviously the money's come for it. The New Zealand horse has come back. It's lost by 0.1 of a length after its two runs in New Zealand. I think it's a good horse. Political debate as well. She's a belter. Pikey for the Snowdens looks bloody good as well. Obviously coming off a win where it beats Swiss Exile by about a length or so as well. But Tommy, who are you with? With Pikey? Mate, looking at the top three, uh, top three I think that's where the winner comes from. I got, I got to be with Pikey. They weren't going to target this race, but after last start, how could you not like it? Uh, Pikey on to the Snowdens, but former WA horse, and um, we're seeing some good two-year-olds come from there. And um, 
Howard ate up that leader uh, was really impressive. And I actually think I know the mile and probably uh, it could suit him better. So, look, plucky on. I I think it's a massive chance for him to get another group one here. I know what you're saying about political debate and sharp and smart and that form looking really nice there. But I just think um, I just uh, I still can't get the winner's cheese a belter out of my head. Uh, the start preview, uh, it, it's last start. And I think that's looks like the better form line. But, yeah, sharp, I'll go she's about it from sharp and smart and political debate. Um, Brosnan looks all right as well, winning last start. Bass Squay hasn't been on a good track yet. So um, I think it's definitely over the odds. And a horse like Ringmaster at 40 to 1, um, it will definitely improve getting to the mile. It's it came third, but was just getting into its work uh, behind sharp and smart and political debate last start. So I could definitely have ringmaster each way, but uh, I've developed for me. Coey, you with me? Sharp and smart? Yeah. Um. So I'm on. I've already backed she's a belter. So. Yeah, I'm not coming off. Uh, I got the little, uh, saw the five bucks, put the multiplier on, got 10%, claimed the 550, and then that's it. I think Tommy's touched on everything else that I really wanted to say anyway. I think it's just the way it ate up ground from that leader, Swiss Exile, I think that's just enough. It warrants, and the wide-opening Eagle Farm track, it's it's proven. I think it's just it's going to eat it up. Love it. Pikey's going to get back-to-back group one wins. Uh, at Queensland. Pikey. Yeah, simple. All right. Well, good luck, us. Uh, big race of the day is the Stratty. Um, I love it. Eagle favourites. We got 11-11. I love this horse. Hugh Bowman's riding for Hickman. It's seven bucks into fives. We got Ayrton, Jamie Carr, and Mick Price, $4.60 to fives. We go to double figures for Apache Chase, Jim Byrne, and uh, Desley. Great win last start. Absolute. Just took the piss out in front. Alligator Blood, I believe. Could this be the 150th if it wins for Gay Waterhouse? Am I right? Anyone? You could be right. I think she's on 149. Anyway, Alligator Blood looks like it's actually in a pretty good pretty good form too. Timmy Clark, and it's drawn very wide, but we'll see. Isotopes there. Pikey's riding for Golan. Rothfire's there. Private Eye. Laws of Indices. Soxagon. Even Soxagon had, was coming off a couple of wins as well. Startantes. Bloody good field. I like it. I am sticking with 11-11. I wish I took sevens. I'm happy to take fives. Taking 11-11. What do you reckon, Tom? Mate, um, look, yeah, it's, it's a great addition. Uh, a nice little market with some good horses. I think there's plenty of speed in this track. Um, I actually really like Soxagon. I know uh, not a lot of horses have won um, the the race it won and, and gone on. I think only one's done it before, but this horse keeps improving every um, start. and uh, It's just made a habit of winning, and I think getting $17, even $5 a place for a horse like Soxagon, I think that's gold, and I... I I think it's a genuine knockout here. Um, I just, I just think there's too much speed. Like when you've got horses like Alligator Blood, Apache Chase, there, there's a few others that are just going to be chasing that lead. It could set it up for something like Eleven Eleven, or even Private Eye uh, at good odds. But Soxagon's just been so consistent. Uh, another one of uh, I'd like a bit of a knockout is Startontades. I think on its day it can go really well. Um, and you can make a case for so many others here, but yeah, I'll I'll go socks are gone. Socks gone at odds. Coey, who are you with? The Godolphin runner. I just like the fact that it's fifty and a half. I think Barrier Eight 
is a lot better than some of the, the – this market has been absolutely flipped after the barrier draw. So, you know, like a couple of the – the locals anyway, like your Rothfires, your Alligator Bloods, they've been just absolutely shafted by the barrier draw and they, they've got car parks. And I just don't see them figuring with their early burst and this and the other. So I, I just think that they just won't find any cover or they'll just work too hard and they won't close or find the lead at any stage. And something like Villana, I mean, 50 and a half. I mean, 16 bucks, I can definitely entertain that. Last start was really nice. One over the same distance. I know it comes off just a group three win. It's covering 50, it was carrying 57, so it's going to be six and a half kilos lighter. Just the better draw, the dry going. That's an upside as well. I think. I think um, it's one, two, twice on the uh, heavy going, but I think it's just a dry track horse. So I see a lot of merit in it. Six, yeah, six, sixteen bucks. I think that's crazy price. But there's definitely so many chances in this. So many chances, and like I look at the top of the top of the scale. I think Private Eye, obviously a Group One winner before sixteen bucks, it probably warrants. Barrier One sticky, so I don't want it. Laws of Indices, I've never trusted. Apache Chase uh, is carrying four kilos more than last year where it came, I think, fourth or fifth in this same race. Great win last start and I was on it, so I'm cheering. But at the same time, I just don't think 10 bucks is the right price for it. 11-11 closed off well against Apache Chase and I definitely see upside for it. So I'd, in terms of the top four, in terms of one, two, three, four, I'd be on top of 11-11 in terms of favoritism, but yeah, I just think Valana with the value. Yeah, sixteen bucks. I'll be taking that. Valana, all right. Boys have gone some good value. All right, and the last, which is the Dane River Stakes. Naj Marty is the fave. Tommy Berry, can he do it to take it out? Three thirty into two ninety in the last of the day for the Snowdens. Written Beauty eight fifty is the next line of betting. Let's be glam nine dollars. Enchanted Heart at tens. Then we're straight out. Maria Mia is there as well. Obviously had a great win at Rose Hill last start. Tommy Berry, can he do it? Take it out the last for punters, Tommy? Yeah, I think so. I think he did really well um, on it last start, and he, he really talked it up as well. So uh, I I think it's a good bet. I think punters will be smashing it, hopefully, after a big fill-up through the day. Um, so back it now before it comes in. Ridden Beauties, bit of a bit of a watch as well, piking the last, and um, on its day can do pretty well. Chris Wallace has been... Keeping it up in Brisbane the whole time as well, so it's it's used to the uh, the northern state. But nice money for mine. Nice money, Coey. I really really like the favourite, but oh, boy, there is abs- surprisingly there's not that much onset speed. So I don't know. Like, does the couple out wide come across? I mean, if that's the case, like Vangelic at sixteen bucks could be a price for all mm, I know. True. But yeah. It's, it's like Najmati is definitely like a bit more of a back marker, a worse midfield anyway. Two, last two wins, I mean, it's proven me wrong. Uh, it's, it's strong two wins in a row, so that's enough for me. Like, I think, yeah, like if anyone's in form for this race, it's that horse. Yeah, the speed does worry me. I think it warrants favoritism. Tommy Berry will definitely ride it out. And Eagle Farm probably suits it best anyway. So I, I can't really go away from the favourite, but the speed worries me. And if something definitely crosses from the out wide, so your likes of Vangelic, Miramir's probably more of a wet tracker anyway. So I don't know how it would go in a Group 3 company over the dry deck. So that's a little bit of a query of mine. But 
Vangelic is obviously a, a group stakes great horse. So something like that gets a soft lead. I don't know. Like it could be its race. It just sits and sprints at the top of the straight and do an Apache chase kind of ordeal. But yeah, favorite for mine. All right, favorite 290. Guess you got to always keep an eye on someone when J Mac's on something paying $18. It's always a bit sus. J Mac on April Rain. Look, hasn't had a win for a while, but when I see J Mac and I see $18, I get a bit scared. All right, that is, we're flying through two whole meetings. All right, let's, but we'll come back with Multi's best bets. Okay, we're picking, pretty much we're picking one each, but we're also chucking in She's a Belter. Uh, the boys both like it in the JJ to run a place. This is a place multi because we've got no nuts. So She's a Belter is going to run a place at $2. I like 11.11 in the Stratty. The boys look for value, but I do think 11.11 will be there in the top three somewhere. So that's in at 210. Uh, Kohai, what's your leg? Uh, race nine, Randwick. Toppy, Frankie Pino coming out of the Goodwood to place at 260. 260. Tom, you're at Ramwick as well? Yeah, mate. I think um, after those record at Ramwick, pretty good. And you're getting um, 240 the place. So I think that's pretty good. I will say as well on Sunday, another one of our horses running around Rita May. I think it's race seven. Uh, got a good chance. Tried really well. Um, look out for it first up. Where at? What's, what's running on Sunday? Hawkesbury? Seven. Yeah, Hawkesbury. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So those four to place, Frankie Pino, Art Cado, She's a Belter, 11-11, you're getting 26 bucks. So fingers crossed, have, again, responsibly, have 10 grand on there and you'll be rich. All right, boys, we're bang on pretty much an hour. So enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Tom, enjoy Stradroke weekend. Like I said, if anyone wants to take Tom beers and pies, he'll be your best friend. Go knock on the door. All right. Thank you, boys. Sweet. Sweet. Let's back some winners.